Sundor Products, the makers of Texan brand fruit juices, are proud to be the exclusive national sponsors of Riders Radio Theater. Texan pink grapefruit juice is available at local grocery stores in the canned fruit section. Beat 21. Oh, darn. I don't have a B21. Oh, me neither, Wave at the end. 33. Oh, Irma, if you could just call an N17, I'd have a bingo. Oh, that coyote over there has just about filled his board. Oh, 44. Not even close. That darn coyote looks so smug, he always wins. He makes me sick. N19. B I N G. Saddle up and ride the airwaves once again with America's favorite cowboys, Riders in the Sky. Two slim, the man of many hats. Woody Paul, the king of the cowboy fiddlers. And Ranger Doug, the idol of American youth. This is Texas Big Spender inviting you to join Riders in the Sky for a thrilling program of high yodeling adventure. Ride and rope, Second performance of their career. Here are Riders in the Sky. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, buckaroos and buckarets. Thank you, Texas Big Spender, the voice that sold a million baby chicks over border radio. Thanks to the thanks to you who are listening to us over the radio and those of you here in the historic Emory Theater in Cincinnati, Ohio. Once again, I'll introduce us very briefly, simply by saying too slim is a man who in Mexico is known as uh, El Flaco. Ah, si. I am Ranger Doug, idol of American youth, who in Mexico is known as uh, El Idolo. Woody Paul, the king of the cowboy fiddler, is known south of the border as El Rey. And, of course, Joey the Cow Polka King, who in Mexico is known as El Caseltzer. And now, Peaceland leads us in the Marty Robbins classic, Running Gun. I pulled out of Kansas City as the sun sank in the west. My thoughts in Boy. <laughs> I guess it was that intro that got you, huh? I know the feeling too, Slim, believe me. I sing it. Oh, George. Anybody remember this song? 
Maybe I should play my old kick off and you won't get confused. What's that? Maybe I should start it the way I used to start it and you won't get confused. Great idea. Okay, thank you very much. Thank you. Marty Robbins. like to avoid a commercial this week. We'd really like to, but we can't. Here's a man with something on his mind, Ranger Doug. <laughs> I knew the overload would get to him one of these days. Oh, this is Blast On. This is Blast On. Absolutely. <laughs> Friends, if I can be serious for just a moment, and it looks like I have a few extra seconds. Friends, many of you will remember me speaking to you of our oldest sponsor here on Writer's Radio Theater. Of course, I'm talking about Studebaker, maker of fine Conestogas since 1853. Thank you. Yes, everyone knows the Studebaker pledge, four wheels and a tongue will get you clear to California. I own one myself. Well, I need to talk to you this evening about a serious problem plaguing pilgrims from St. Joe to Sacramento. Yes, cheap imported Conestogas. Yes, the Japanese, Germans, and even our friends, the British, are flooding the West with subsidized, shoddy Conestogas, unfit to cross a Hollywood soundstage, never mind the Great Salt Desert. All Studebakers, from the economical Prairie Pup to the top-of-the-line Death Valley DeVille, are covered with 40-weight pure twill canvas. The imports, ha, no comparison. Why, the best the Japanese can do is a flimsy rice paper. Now, sure, the brushwork calligraphy is attractive, but is that what you really want when you're out racing a Cheyenne war party? Now, I'll grant you, the British woolen mills are turning out some very nice herringbone coverings and several attractive shades of gray, but a couple of heavy rainstorms, and you've got a smell that would wake Wild Bill Hickok. And, friends, he's been dead over a hundred years. The Germans? Ha! Farfig noodle. Your oxen will appreciate the ergonometrical design of each and every Studebaker chassis. And what about reliability? Let's ask a man who owns one. A Mr. S. Meat of Tumbleweed City. Ask me what? About the reliability. About the reliability. What about it? The reliability of your Studebaker Conestoga. Well, why didn't you say so? I just did say so. Did what? Unlike this conversation, Studebaker is going somewhere, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Thanks to genuine American parts, made by genuine part Americans. And remember, Stu, the baker is the one to get you to the coast. Going over land, they'll lend a hand of all the wagons there the toast. Stu, the baker Mormons Jews, and Quakers love the one when they're needing a wagon. Stu, the baker. Two days, Studebaker, two days, Studebaker, two days, Studebaker. Yes, Studebaker, four wheels and a tongue will get you clear to California. Now, back to Riders Radio Theater. Boy, this is a great show. <laughs> well, Saddle Pals, happy days and guest time are here again on our show, Woody Paul. Plunk your magic twanger and tell us which star will grace our stage tonight. Well, 
You know, Ranger Doug, a lot of entertainers went on to big things after appearing on this show. We had Garth Brooks, Marty Stewart, Pam Tillis, Mary Chapin Carpenter, a bunch of them that are now all over the charts. In the big time. That must mean someday we'll be all over the charts. Yes, and that same someday there'll be a World Series in Cleveland, too, Slim. <laughs> oh, sigh. Well, here's a feller who won't have to wait that long, boys. He's coming off a hit single, Get Rhythm. He's the ri- Get Rhythm man. He records for Atlantic Records. Please make welcome Martin Del Rey. All right. Yes. Welcome to Riders Radio Theater. Thank you very much. Great to be here. And I hope it doesn't rub off. I hope you remember the words of the song. You're... <laughs> Did I detect a mistake from backstage? <laughs> no. I, thought, no, that, I really. thought that was just a good case it's of in improvisation. Script. It just went by so fast. A lot of people won't even notice, probably. <laughs> <laughs> no. Martin, you you'll, you'll come to know that we like to walk on the edge in this show. Sometimes we walk off the edge. <laughs> and slipped over that's for sure. Well, what do y'all want to do? Lily White Lies. This is a big record for you, wasn't it, Martin? Well, we had, uh, the, the record did great for us, but the, the video was what uh, everybody got to see, I think, more than anything. Um, uh, it was the number one video on country music television in September and number one for two weeks in a row. So that's, that's a pretty good lick. Yeah, yeah. all right. I had a great time doing the video because there was only two people in it. It was myself and a young lady from Chicago that was cast as a part of Lily. And I think, uh, what, Ranger Doug, he, he characterized her as a uh, fabulous babe, wasn't that it? <laughs> I, that, would, that would have been the easy way. <laughs> I could have think of some other things, but that's the safest right. thing to say. Here we go. I may not be the best-looking guy in the world, but she'd say it was so. She said she would follow me wherever I go. She'd tell me that in my arms she felt like a queen, and Lily could answer all my country boys. Lily's white lies made me believe that I was the only man she'd ever need. I couldn't see the truth when it was there right before my I guess I was blinded by Lily's white light. If I had the chance to do it all over again, Lord, I'd do it the same. I'd fall just as fast and hard. As pouring down rain I'd let her do it one more time Bring tears to my eyes 
If I could hear a whisper of Lily's white light, Lily's white light made me believe that I was the only man she'd ever I couldn't see the truth when it was there, right before my eyes, I guess I was blinded by Lily's white light, I couldn't see the truth when it was there, right before my eyes, I guess I was blind. Lily's white light. Yes, I was blinded by Lily's white light. Lily's white Gosh, Martin, I guess having a hit record really changes a person's life. Yeah, it does, Slim. You know, I'm, I'm having a great time, though, really. Yeah, it must be neat. I gotta wait till the Cleveland Indians get it together before I find out. <laughs> well, you know, there is a downside to it. Really? What? Well, you know, everybody on the planet who thinks he's a songwriter pitches me some tunes, and, uh, you know, I've had guys come up to me in supermarkets on the tennis court even at the dry cleaners, and start singing me their latest hit song. Now, oh, how do you handle that? Well, you know, I, most times I try to be polite, but some of these guys just won't give up. And, you know, and then you hear these horror stories about ten, year, ten years later, you wind up getting sued by somebody you don't even remember. And so I just kind of learned to be really firm and tell them, no, I don't want to hear your stupid song. <laughs> that must really be stressful. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, it is, but uh, I've got a great way to unwind. You know? yeah. I, I climb mountains. Whoa, mountains. <laughs> yeah, someday I'm going to climb Mount Everest. Boy, that's going to be dangerous. Well, uh, you're right, but that's why I'm practicing on every mountain I can find, you know, and uh, keeping up on the latest rescue gear, too. Wow. Mm-hmm. Well, an interesting hobby. Good luck, Martin, and folks, once again, a big hand for mountain climber Martin Del Rey. All right. Riders Radio Theater is a mammoth radio pictures production in association with WVXU. This program is being taped live at the Emory Theater in the Queen City of the West, Cincinnati, Ohio. Stay with us, Saddlebound. We'll be right back. One, two, three, four. Here's a little more. Riders Radio Theater is brought to you in part by Eastern Onion Singing Telegrams, located at 2330 Victory Parkway. More information is available from Eastern Onion at 
Welcome back, Buckaroos and Buckaroos. You're listening to Riders Radio Theater. And now, Riders Radio Theater presents the ongoing saga of the Cowboy Way. Tonight, episode 10 of the exciting Western melodrama, Monster from Mystery Mountain. <laughs> as faithful listeners will no doubt recall, Slocum, the prince of villains, has hitched a hats to fantastic plot to acquire for himself a fabulous lake of molten gold that lies five miles beneath the surface of Mystery Mountain. The first step in his diabolical plot called for his henchman Charlie to put on a green metallic fire-breathing monster suit and scare everyone away from the mountain. Once this was accomplished, Slocum then bought all the real estate on the mountain from panicked owners for a fraction of its real value. Now, his nefarious plot calls for him to somehow trick Ranger Doug into performing a clean, pure number two yodel because a number two yodel is the only force on this planet short of a 50-megaton nuclear bomb that can pulverize Skull Rock, a five-mile-deep igneous intrusion on Mystery Mountain that acts as a plug to keep the molten gold from coming to the surface. Meanwhile, riders in the sky have figured out that Slocum is behind the monster trouble and are riding to Tumbleweed City for a showdown. Get up there! Get up there! And speaking of showdowns, High Sheriff Drywall has just been informed by Cash Arbitrage, the president of the First Rational Bank of Tumbleweed Valley, that... Hi, Sheriff! You took an oath of office. It's your duty to go up on that mountain and face that monster or be branded a coward. A coward? Is that all? No. According to the fine print on your oath of office, if you fail to do your duty, you'll go to jail for the rest of your life. Oh, mate, talk about a silla and a charybdis. Talk about it all you want, but be on your way to that mountain by high noon or else. And now episode 10 entitled, High Noon for the High Sheriff. As the sun reaches its zenith high in the western sky and the town hall clock in Tumbleweed City begins to strike 12, the door to the office of the high sheriff opens, and a lone figure steps out into the dusty street. He walks to the hitching post, mounts his horse, and slowly heads out of town. Sheriff! Sheriff! You're heading the wrong way, you idiot! I am? Turn your horse around! Do your duty! Oh, me. Come on, Milk Dud, turn around here. Oh, please forsake me, oh, mean green monster, or I could die this day. Oh, please forsake me, oh, green monster, stay, stay away. Oh, to be torn with life and duty. Suppose that monster gives me cooties. I ain't afraid of them. But oh, what will I do if he eats me? Oh, please don't eat me, oh, green monster. I ain't your lunch today. Oh, please don't eat me, oh, green monster. Stay away. Thus it is that later that afternoon, a tremulous high sheriff begins his ascent of the dreaded mountain, traveling on an old dirt logging road. Meanwhile, further up that same road at Skull Rock, two unprincipled degenerates are hard at their dirty work. (laughs) Okay, Charlie, set that parabolic dish over here. Okay. There you go, boss. 
Oh, what's this thing anyhow, Slocum? Ah, it's a yodel catcher, Charlie. Right, right, I knew that. Yeah, it uh, catches a yodel that? and then it focuses on a different target, namely Skull Rock. Oh, yeah, of course. Hey, boss, you hear an accordion? Huh? Yeah, that probably means somebody's coming. Oh, please forsake me, old Rainbox. It's the high sheriff. Quick, Charlie, get behind the rock. I'll stay out here and distract him. And when he's not looking, you jump out and grab him. Right. <laughs> a few seconds later, a faint-hearted, nervous, and unsuspecting high sheriff follows the trail around Dead Man's Cliff and comes upon a most unexpected sight. Mr. Slocum. <laughs> Whoa, Milk Dud. What are you doing up here? Not that I'm not glad to see you or anybody else other than that big green monster. Oh, howdy, Sheriff. I'm just conducting a little scientific experiment, that's all. Scientific experiment? Yeah. Does that have anything to do with catching the monster? Well, something like that. <laughs> Get down off your horse and I'll show you what it is. All right. Now you're talking, boy. I'll yeah. tell you what, anything that helps catch a monster, I'm all for it, 100%. Well, step right over here, Sheriff. Right here? Yeah, that should do it. Okay, Charlie, grab him. Got him. <laughs> hey, let me go. I'm the name of the law. I ordered you to let oh, me go. Shut let up. Me. Sir? What do you want me to do with him, boss? Throw him off Dead Man's Cliff. Yeah, I tried that a few episodes ago, and all I did was bounce back. Yeah, but that was when he was in that big truck with the big balloon tires. He ain't got any balloon tires now, huh? <laughs> <laughs> right. Come on, bozo. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. You can't, you can't do this. Why not? Because I hear about place you under arrest. Oh, yeah? Got a warrant? Uh, no, but... Too bad. <laughs> so oh, wait, long. I can, I can get one. <laughs> no! It is a long way to the bottom of Dead Man's Cliff, as High Sheriff Drywall is finding out. And it's a long way to the top, as a certain mountain-climbing rockabilly country singer is also finding out. And as faithful listeners have no doubt suspected since we set this up in the middle of the show, the twain are about to meet halfway up the cliff face. Or halfway down, depending on your perspective. At any rate, like ships passing in the night, they pass each other. Okay. Heedless of life and limb, Martin Del Rey releases his lifeline, leaps out into the void, and begins a perilous freefall through empty space. But as astounding as it may seem, he has a plan. And using techniques developed by the Swiss Alpine Air Force, in no time he catches up to the plummeting high sheriff, reaches out, and grabs him around the waist. I honestly don't see how this is going to save me. That's because you don't know that Martin Del Rey is doing his amazing patented falling manic maneuver. It involves jumping off a mountainside, catching a falling manic, and anyone would be manic if they were falling off a mountainside, and then, as Martin is about to do, pulling a small ripcord and having a parachute open, then floating gently to the ground. Oh, mercy me. I'm so glad you were here. I mean, this is really and truly amazing, ain't it? You're telling me. You know, whoever writes this stuff doesn't waste a lot of time with subtleties, do they? Oh? Ah, never mind. Say, you're Martin Del Rey, ain't you? Yeah. I seen your video. One with Johnny Cash. No kidding? Did you like it? Like it? I loved it. And you know why? Why? Because I got a song partner that's perfect for you. <laughs> I'm a country singing star myself. I'm on the skill saw level. My records all got these little jagged edges on them, you know, it's, it's kind of a gimmick. Well, it never hurts to have a gimmick, 
But look, I got I got a rule. I just don't accept unsolicited material from anybody. You know, I don't blame the house. I don't need it. Now, listen, here it's called. You broke my heart, and now my suits don't fit. It goes like this. <laughs> you broke my heart, now my suits don't fit. Now I got a broken heart, and I look like... Buddy, I'll let you go. Sir? I don't have to hold on to you, you know. Well, if you don't like that one, I got another one called Remodel Home, Remodel Heart. Buddy, I ain't kidding. I will let oh, come you on. go. It, it goes like this. I remodeled our home. Boom, boom, boom. That's the guitar link. Okay. I remodeled my heart. <laughs> okay, you ask for it. Sir? Oh, no, no. <laughs> Not again. Oh. Oh. Well, we only floated down so far. I was only six feet off the ground. <laughs> was High Sheriff Drywall only six feet off the ground when Martin Del Rey let go of him? Or is he just hallucinating as he plummets through space? Does the incident at Isle Creek Bridge come to mind? Well, whatever comes to mind, you cannot know what will really happen unless you tune in same time, same station, next week for episode 11 of Monster from Mystery Mountain. <laughs> Entitled, Incident at Dead Man's Cliff. It's edge of your seat, spine-tingling, rampant armchair, psychological melodrama you won't want to miss. And it's coming only to this, Theater of the Mind. Joey the Cowboy the King and falling manic maneuver inventor Martin Del Rey. Martin, rock the out of here. Hey, hey, I remember my song. What? Too late. It's too late? Oh, okay. Hey, get rhythm. When you get the blues, come on, get rhythm. When you get the blues, get a rock and roll, beat and then your bones, taps on your toes, and get gone, get rhythm. When you get the blues, a little shoe shine boy never gets slowed down, but he's got the dirtiest job in town. Bending low at the people's feet on the windy corners of the dirtiest eyes, and while they shine my shoes, how to keep from getting the blues. They grinned as he raised his little head, he popped the shoe shine rag, and then it said, Get rhythm. When you get the blues, come on, get rhythm. When you get the blues, it'll make you feel so fine, it'll shake all your troubles when you worry it mind. Get rhythm. When you get the blues, get rhythm. When you get the blues, come on, get rhythm. When you get the blues, get a rock and roll, get an indie bone, taps on the toes, and get gone, get rhythm. When you get the blues, well, I said, listen to the shoe shine boy, and I thought I was gonna jump the jump. He slapped on his shoe, polished left and right, and took his shoe shine rag and he held it tight. When he stopped once to pop the sweat away, he said, you might never want to be a working that way. Said I like it with a big black grin. It kept on popping and said again, get rhythm. When you get the blues, come on, get rhythm. When you get the blues, it only costs a dime just a nickel a shoe. It does a million dollars worth of good for you, get rhythm. When you get the blues, get rhythm. When you get the blues, come on, get rhythm. When you get the blues, get a rock and roll, and then you 
bones to taps on your toes to get gone, get rhythm when you get the blues. Sundor Products, the makers of Texan brand fruit juices, are proud to be the exclusive national sponsors of Riders Radio Theater. Texan orange juice is available at local grocery stores in the canned fruit section. <laughs> 